chugging along, writing a song when something special comes along. It's a long-winded directionless discussion for conversationalists. You bring the wit, you bring the brains, and we'll talk it over between takes. Welcome back to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Andrew Driscoll. And I'm Livia O'Neill. And today, we are going to give a brief review of Ash's new album, Ray. We will also be talking about the power of choosing joy and what it means to be patient. So if either of those two topics spark your interest whatsoever, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of... Between Takes! We're rolling. We're rolling. Welcome back, everybody. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Bumpy, bumpy, rolling, 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 ride. Get them up, pick them up, pick them down, set them over, What's this? pick them down, ride. Let them up, set them down, take them down, beat rolling, and beat it on, ride, ride. Rolling. You know that song? No, what is <laughs> I it? I don't remember what's by, um, but I know it's in Fowl Goes West. What's that about? It's like a western. It's, uh, you oh. know, an American tale? Yes. Yes, it's the same characters, um, five all, but now they're out. They're going west, and so uh-huh. they're like Jimmy Stewart actually voices the like sheriff dog. Really? Yeah, it's uh-huh. pretty good. It's pretty good. I actually liked it better than an American Tale. I don't know if I've even seen American Tale, but I've heard of it at least. Mm. It's pretty good. It's got that somewhere out uh-huh. there. Beneath the pale moonlight. I remember the first time I saw that meme, I thought that was so funny because he goes, because he's like six years old. Yeah. Where out there beneath the pale moonlight. <laughs> and he's really pushing. Aww. And we thought it was like really funny. But looking, it's pretty adorable. Like as an, as yeah. an older gentleman, I see it and I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's sweet. At the time we were like, this kid can't hit the note. We thought it was pretty funny. That's funny. Anyway. How are you doing today, Liv? I'm doing great. Good. We have two things we want to talk about, and they have like not really much relation to each other. We do have two things that we want to talk about, and we're they don't start really start with the second one. What, no, what's we're the not. Second no. one. Is it a little joke? It's kind of just two things that um, have been on our heart. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say that. I will. What should we start with? Let's start with Ash. So Ash has put out a new album. And long-time listeners of the show, long-time listeners of the show, is what I was trying to say, um, know that Liv and I, we, we've been known to sing along with Ash. And Although, honestly, out. I haven't listened to her for a really long time. Because you're you? a fake fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when was the last time I listened to Ash? We saw her back in April. I've probably listened to her since then. Mm-hmm. So, no, I haven't like listened to her in a while. Um, but her songs so come been, to mind pretty frequently. Yeah. She's been posting like an album coming out and... I've been like, oh, it hasn't been as intriguing as like when the mm-hmm. other one came out. Um, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to hear that one time. And then Aiden, it came out a couple of days ago. On Friday. And Aiden listened to it. I listened to it like he's twice. He's like, live, listen to it. And I was yes. like, okay, I'll get to it. And I did. I haven't been. And then finally tonight, listen to it. It's 14 tracks. Um, and it's called Ray. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's her middle name, I believe. Yes. So here's something really quick. I, th- I thought, I remember... When Liv and I were got super into Ashland, we really, really liked that album. This was last year, last fall sometime. And we were talking about kind of going forward for her because Ashland's basically, it's about her divorce. She was got divorced very young. And um, Liv and I were talking about it'd be really cool to hear kind of what, sh- what else she can write about other than just like breakup stuff, sad, like love songs. Um, and 
when we went to go see her live, she had just put out the single, uh, what is it called? Another Man's Jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also premiered a song live when we saw her called Hope You're Not Happy, mm-hmm. which are both like, I guess one's a breakup song and the other one's not really. It's a little bit, they're more, a little bit more angsty and right. like less mature, I would say, mm-hmm. than like. So I was like, this is kind of disappointing. Is she just yeah. leaning into that like, I'm angry and you're missing out type thing? Yeah. Because I was like, man, that's a bummer. So I listened and to I the album. I think that's why it t- it's taken me a little bit to listen to right. it. Because I was like not having very high hopes for it. Right. Right, so the other day when it came out, I listened to it, and there were a few songs that really stuck out, and I was like, these are still really good. I love these. These songs are fine, but not as good, and then these songs I dislike because of kind of Hope You're Not Happy in Other Man's Jeans. I just didn't, yeah, they're just angsty and mm-hmm. melodramatic. But then you you kind of opened my eyes to this, and now I think it's a great album, and now <laughs> I'm really excited to listen to it more. Because yeah. um, while I was, I listened to it like two or three times the other day when the day it came out. Yeah. Um, and... Like, there were a few... It wasn't like there were a few songs that jumped out. I was just like... The tone? Okay. I, I think this album's going to grow on me. Mm. I think I'm going to warm up to it. Because I, I, Ashlyn, not all of it jumped out to me right off the bat. It yeah. was a, a song here, a song there, a song here. And then before long, after a couple weeks of listening to it... Yeah. Um, it was basically just the entire album that I liked. Hmm. So, already, I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit. After a couple of days of not listening, and then listening to it again... Um, yeah, and can I talk about like kind go, of that point that it. I was saying yeah. was um so it's called Ray and that is her middle name and from what I can tell um based on like things I've no I will follow her on Instagram a bit um mm. she She really got the inside scoop. Yeah. <laughs> um Ray is kind of like this alter ego of her. Mm-hmm. It's it's like another so she's kind of taking the this like breakup I guess from a different point of view. Do you think it's the same breakup? Oh, I assumed okay. just because that's the only public one that she's ever talked about. Sure. I mean, I was just thinking because there are a few things, there are a few references mm. that to me make it sound like she's, she's a lot younger. younger. It sounds like much more. about her being like 16. I, it's, but she got of, married of, so young. She so did. I wonder if it I know, but it's a, at the same time, I don't know. I think part of the attitude of some of them did seem very like, this is like senior yeah. summer type breakup type oh, thing yeah. where then she's all like, well, I'm going to college next year and that yeah. type of thing. And I guess that's some of the reason why this when she sang some of these songs that were a little bit more angsty and things mm-hmm. if you look at it like conceptually yes i was like this makes complete sense right. because if it was just another album that she titled whatever and it was mm-hmm. by ashlyn i would be was, like okay yeah. this is confusing you just talked about this really maturely and then now you're talking about the same thing but less yeah like why are you doing that but because it's from this other part of her kind of more immature side i was yeah. like this makes sense yeah yeah so that's why i think or maybe it's just conceptually i want it to be a different like an alter ego or a different character entirely of like this is like a high school breakup where it is it's way less it, they think it's the end of the world they think this is life and death of importance and it's, and it's not that big first, of a deal and they're just taking everything super happened. seriously mm-hmm. whereas ashlyn is a more it's a bigger deal and she's handling it better you know yeah um Anyway, so now I'm wondering, like, what I'm already thinking, like, so what's the next album? And I feel like with Ashlyn, I was thinking a lot about the story. Mm-hmm. But with this song, or with this album, I feel like the songs explore a lot more musically. Um, like, different, yeah. like, oh, it's, we were even talking, like, oh, that's kind of leading towards the 80s. That feels right. like kind of like a 50s diner type, mm-hmm. doo-wop type thing. Mm-hmm. This one is almost a little bit, like, twangy, like country or something. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking more about that rather than 
it as a story. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I was thinking of it less than a story and more of just like the individual songs. Which is kind of fun because I think even though I really like Ashlyn, there were some songs, it would get to be like, okay, I have to be in the mood to listen to Ash because they all kind of sound similar. Right. You know, so listening to this one, I feel like there's already a lot more diversity in sounds and, and things that she's exploring, which is cool. Sorry, I'm trying to see who. I wonder if, who produced it. Yeah. Oh, I was Phineas, just wondering. Did Phineas, Phineas yeah. produce this one as well? I feel like he didn't. It does sound very different. There was like the one moment at the end of Another Man's Jeans where it goes, I could be, and it like slows down to this oh, weird yeah. like remix thing. Um, I feel like he did not. And it, it's like that one thing kind of sounds like that. Um, looks like Leroy Clampett produced it as well. Leroy? Yeah, he co-wrote a lot of the songs on Ashlyn and Phineas received writing credit on several, um, well, a couple of the songs, I think, from Ashlyn. A mm, couple, maybe. But, um, yeah, hmm. it was like Leroy Clampett produced it. Interesting. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like Phineas, which I kind of, one of the reasons I don't literally listen, one of the reasons I don't listen to Billie Eilish is the songs sound similar to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though I know they're exploring sounds and stuff, it's it's a definite, which it is feels quite good like, for something. Yes, I think it, Billie Eilish and AJ are kind of similar where they're exploring sounds a lot, but not exploring musicality a mm. lot. And I think Ash in this album is exploring a lot of musicality. Yeah. Like you were which saying is like, about I'm like, really glad Ashlyn was the way it was, but I just was like, is the second album going to be the same type of thing? Cause right. I wouldn't really want to listen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying about her trying different things in this one, you know, kind of eighties feel. This one has like a diner feel. Um, the songwriting itself still sounds very familiar. You could re just basically just, reproduce each Mm -hmm. just about every song on the album and make it sound almost exactly like it could be on Ashlyn. Yeah. But I think it's, it fits really well. And I, I don't know the more, I I think she has more catchy choruses in this one. I think she does too. That she has a lot more. Yeah. That are like, this is just, we're going to rock out with you. Mm. Um, which I think goes along with the like immature turning everything into a giant like drama thing. I also think she has like, even she has uh, the first song track is like, um, an instrumental type. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's playing, it could sound like a guitar solo, but she's using inst- different instruments. Like, do you know the part where it kind of like, it sounds the, like it could be an electric guitar, ding, like uh, rocking out. I guess I'm not, I can just, I'll just oh, put it in. I'm pretty sure, but it's different instruments. So it's, it's just kind of cool. She's like using mm, yeah. structures of like songs we know. Sure. By sure. Doing I like see a, what you're saying. Yeah. Or like one has like this trumpet in it. Random, like it's so good. amazing tr- but yeah. it's like it's it's not normal in a sense it's but not like yeah it's a very like soft i don't know i i heard it and i f- immediately thought like this could be the theme song for like a 70s sitcom yeah exactly you know? yeah yeah she definitely i don't really like 70s and 80s music as you do mm-hmm. i think i'm like oh that's a good song that's good but i don't really like listen to it very much sure yeah but i thought this had really good tastes of that right and it's still like fun but then also keeping it new and fresh and not like trying to imitate too much yes well i think it's cool i feel like the 80s are uh on my way that's probably one my i don't know if it's my favorite song from the album Mm. here's one thing i was gonna add we're gonna go over that on my way so that's the main like hook of the chorus Mm -hmm. but it's called omw which is like the acronym for Mm. on my way i really wish it was just called on my way because she never says omw within the song I don't know. It's just one of those that's like, hmm. 
I like, know. Why did they do that? Yeah, it's like that was like the, was that a trendy thing to do? Mm. I just I, something about it. I don't like it. Hmm. Um, but anyway, I really like that song, and it has a very like '80s groove to it. Hmm. But the instrument, it's not like typical it's 80s drums and synths and stuff like that. It's very. I mean, it has some of that, but it also it's has not, like a more like gritty guitar. Yeah. And the vocals aren't quite right. And some like the main the pre-chorus, hmm. like that. Like yeah. that wouldn't really be. I don't no. think many '80s songs would it have just that. Just kind of hints at it. Which is right. Nice. So it That's has like, little hints yeah. there, but it also has like a modern like gritty feel to it, which I think is really really cool. Really like it. You have a favorite song on the album, Liv? Well, I couldn't decide between four. Wow, I thought you didn't like it very much. The album. You did. Yeah, you. I, I don't know. You gave the impression of of getting bored with parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah, new? So what's new? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've really literally only listened to it once. Sure, I mean, okay. I was thinking of it. I was like, not an analytical, but just like because I knew we were going to talk about sure, it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think shower with my clothes on is That's good. A good one. I'm trying to remember again. I don't love love you need. I think is really good. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the trumpet? Or no? Um, no, no, no. Love is letting go. Oh, love is letting go. That's, that's good. one with the trumpet. Yeah, yeah, that one's really good. And then fun while it lasted. Love you need is more. I want to say is like more of a ballad type. Yeah, is that I'm right? Picturing it right. Heard the tone of her voice. <gasps> so good. Yeah, I really love. Um, I like Shire With My Clothes On. I think that one goes back and forth between like the, like very, like it's guitar and her voice for like the first little bit. But then like when the electric and drums and mm-hmm. the backing vocals come in for the chorus, like it's, I think it transitions so seamlessly from like the, yeah. the more like intimate verses to the giant, yeah, like screaming choruses. Definitely singable stuff on yes. here. So fun. I would love to cover some Loving Need or something like yeah. that. I think that'd be so cool. Very good. Very good stuff. I'm really, really glad that each song has its own feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I really liked her last album, obviously. But it the more I've thought about it and the more I think about it, is it is pertained to like one type of person who's been through sure. like her specific situation, I feel like, in, in one way. Hmm. It's a little bit about it's just, it's about losing, about lot like in right. one so it could be different parts of your life, I suppose. But like we wouldn't necessarily cover Sure, I always see what you're saying. You know, okay, because yeah, yeah, it's like... Yeah. I, I kind of get what you're saying, yeah. I don't know. Because you don't, you don't really... You don't... You would feel dishonest, kind of, covering Yeah, it feels like I one of have songs. not been... Yeah, right. <laughs> like, more of the story or... Um, or Taylor or... Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple on there that is you really do maybe good. maybe I'm fine. Or Always is good. Always is a great song. Yeah. I feel like vocally she's grown. Yeah. I feel like she's a lot richer and warmer and certain hmm. and stronger in like some parts than she was. Which is cool. Well done. Well done. To quote her back. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Well done, Ash. You <laughs> did it. Yeah, I think it's good. I was I was expecting not to like it very much because I didn't like another's man another man's jeans or mm-hmm. hope you're not happy initially. But I think they're growing on me. And I think with Liv kind of like giving me a giant paradigm shift of this being like an entirely different character that she's writing for. And the fact that, like, I mean, you pointed out, cause I was like, hope you're not happy. That's such a petty thing. And you were like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's an isolated moment within this larger story. And like, I, then, I would assume any type of breakup, you might think that for right, a second. Or right. a day or and something. then, you know, and then I thought about it on Ashland. It's like, yeah, I guess, um, um, save myself. That's kind of similar in a way where, you know, one of the lines I could have saved myself from wasting half my twenties. Um, and that's, I was like, yeah, that's kind of a similar, similar thing, I guess. 
in Ashlyn, I think I was thinking throughout the whole thing, I kept being brought back to, this is about a breakup. This is right. about a breakup. With this album, I'm not thinking that as much. Mm. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think that's a good thing. Interesting. For this one, because she just did that one for the first one, I mm-hmm. feel like I would be bored by it. Okay, we're talking about breakups again and again and again. Sure. And it is kind of, but it's a little bit more lighthearted, fun. Which is make, what makes me think it's a different breakup and not just a different perspective yeah. on the same breakup. I think because right. I think she did explore a lot of different avenues on that one particular breakup yeah. that I think, I feel like this is like a prequel to Ashlyn in a yeah. way. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, oh. so is her next album going to be Wilson? And what's feel- that one going to be about? Yeah, and what's she going to look like? I know this one, Maybe she she'll has be married like a perm by then. And- yeah, that was the other thing. Just just image-wise, she's changed so much. Yeah. So that's why, again, I think really supports, you know, in, in Ashlyn, it, she has like the long straight hair and she's like very, wearing like, white, surrounded by and, candles. Yeah. yeah, very hippie-ish. And it's all about like this very like devastating Angel. breakup. Yeah. yeah. And then Ashlyn, she is, or sorry, Ray. Yeah. She is now like has a perm and it's like a red um, yeah, background so red, and she's like leaning like. sulturally on the chair yeah. and... I know, yeah. and that's what made me like, oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> like this very much. But now, just you think because of it I as, thought it was gonna be really like, like she's all gonna be like the girl boss vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But or or just more like, mm, not going deep into mm, like yeah. feelings and like, and just kind of surface level and stuff. Which which I think maybe is okay. I, I guess, think it but. is that, but I think if you think of it as if I were to, okay, here, here's what it is. Hmm. If I found Ash today from Ray, I probably, I might like a few of the songs, but I don't know if I would listen, give the entire album a shot. Hmm. Ashlyn, I would. So that's like, I kind of think where it's like, you kind of need to hear her progression. Like people have yeah. said about 21 Pilots, people have said about like David Bowie kind of back in the day was kind of like that, where you couldn't just Which... walk in partway through. You had to like kind of start from the beginning and watch hmm. his progression. I think she's going to, I wonder if she might be kind of similar. Which is cool because she's setting people up for that because she's darn... She started with Ashlyn, now Ray. Right. It's literally mm-hmm. like a name progression as right. well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So now I just keep like, what is Wilson going to be? I don't know. If she throws us a curveball, I'm going to be a little bit bummed. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. Isn't it crazy how you re- she works like how many years probably? I don't know. Maybe two or three or one or two. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> two or three or one or two or maybe she works. And, what? No. She works on this album for like one or two years. Sure. I don't know. That's a long time to work on right. one project, right? And now we listen to it in 40 minutes and we're like, yeah. I wonder what Wilson's, what's the yeah. next one going to be? Yeah. Like, and she hasn't even started what? touring this one yet. That's crazy. Yeah. I do. I, initially, I was like, well, maybe I just want to see Ash live again. But now I want to see Ash That's live That's why again. I really like Taylor Swift. Because you start thinking that and then she releases an album. She releases like three and albums a year And then she really Speaking of, we'll have to do another little... Um, I'm not sure. How many songs are on it? I don't know. There's nothing out about it. Actually, there is. I just, I, I, there I is actually. I have don't trouble getting through an entire Taylor Swift album. Lover is my favorite of her albums, and even that, I probably skip a third of the songs. You're crazy. I'm sorry. I like it. Um, she did their like 20 songs long. I know. That's coming from Aiden Driscoll. But Aiden Driscoll I is like one of the it. longest attention spans musically, and Olivia O'Neill has one of the shortest attention spans musically. Lyric writing. And somehow. Her lyric writing is just draws me in. You gotta then show more me than any, what you love. We gotta do like a giant, like a yeah. In-depth anyway, analysis. she has an album coming out in October twenty first. It's like this week. Is that I right? It's Friday. <gasps> so excited! Have a, maybe next week we'll have a. And it's also such a cool concept. Have I talked about it on here? Yeah, I know not on here. Okay. I mean, go go for <laughs> I it. I don't know. 
It's like, um, I think it's 12 song. Wait, I better not because I don't know. It's basically songs that she's had over the years where she's woken up at midnight and wrote, written a song or had like an idea. Oh, I thought they were just based off of individual moments she has had throughout her life. Oh. Of like those at experiences. Midnight? No, it's, I better, Interesting. Okay. I'll talk about it some other time because I don't remember. Okay. But it's something cool like that. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do another review of that one. <laughs> that might be next, next week. Maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised again. Maybe I will. I wasn't looking to get into Taylor Swift. I was just last year, right before I left for Christmas, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden had the song Lover in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I had, um, and you save all your dirtiest jokes for me. That's the only line I had in my head. And I just, <laughs> you're my, 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 my. And I just like, well, the way I'm going to get that out of my head is listening to that song. And I listened to that song over and over and over. And... I realized, hey, it's actually pretty good. And then I kind of just, that was the next day I drove home. So it was a 12-hour drive. And I was like, let's give it a shot. And I listened to the whole thing like three times. Mm. And so I wasn't seeking to enjoy Taylor Swift. And every time I've gone back seeking to enjoy Taylor Swift, a few songs have jumped out, but mostly not. Okay. So well, anyway, sorry. I don't want to disparage are? you. No, it's fine. I'm not. You love Taylor Swift. I love the Oholos. And we have a few where it's <laughs> like, yeah, well, there's some there's some crossover with yeah. him there. But no, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just. Mm-hmm. Excited to see your reaction. Too. Yeah. I'm also just excited for it. Yes. That'll be a lot of um, fun. I also just respect her and think she's cool to like whip these things out one after one after one. It's yeah. just amazing. So. Okay. It's pretty wild. All right, Liv. Pitch us the next thing. Yeah. Um, I was listening to this pastor today. His name is Bill Johnson, I believe. Um <laughs> Hope I got that right. Probably said like Brian Anderson. It's about the same. (laughs) He's a pastor in a church in Minnesota that I used to go to, but it was like a podcast sermon, whatever. Um, he was talking about hope. So a couple episodes back, we talk about like defining faith, theology, all that types Mm -hmm. of stuff. So I've been thinking about faith and like a little bit more after we talked about it, and specifically like difference between faith and certainty and how Yeah. 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 So this one, I wasn't expecting him to talk about it as much because the title is called... It's been a few hours since I listened to it, so I've definitely (laughs) forgotten most of it. It's called The Power of Choosing Joy. So that just reached out to me of like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, he goes in and kind of defines hope, um, patience, and things like that, but I felt like it kind of translated to faith because he, he talked mm-hmm. about that too. So I'll just read a. I have a couple notes in my phone, and we can like expand on it and whatever. Um, he defined hope one way as the joyful anticipation of good. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, we were talking about faith and certainty, and like, what is the difference? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this is, was just like a side thing of like anticipating is the certainty of knowing it will come, just not when. I guess kind yeah, of it's yeah. an anticip it's like I know it's coming but I don't know when. Right. It's so that's one thought. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other thing he said was hope is the atmosphere faith grows in. Hmm. What do you think that means? And cuz one way I was like, oh, I thought it was the other way around maybe. You have faith and then hope or no, that doesn't make sense actually. Well, you can I think you have hope in your faith, hmm. right? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, okay. 
what I, I said to you at one point, this is a while back, I said something about how nowhere in the Bible does God or Jesus or anyone say, do this and your life will be easier. Mm-hmm. Choosing goodness doesn't mean that it's easier. Yeah. And C.S. Lewis has a quote, something to the effect of, um, if you're looking for a religion, it's essentially, yeah, that. If you're looking for a religion that will make your life easier, Christianity is not the one to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, and, I'm and just going to yeah, say you one had an thing. Oh, did I say that? that? Yeah, in no, he's not on the podcast, but oh. say what you said to me the well, other day. Well, I was just going to say, the things that happen in life won't become non-existent, but the way we go through them and overcome them, I think is easier as a Christian than if you're not. Okay, yes. Doesn't mean... Life is so you're right. Life doesn't become easier. Sure. Bad things still happen, trials still happen, but I think it's way more easy to over yeah, overcome than if you don't have God to believe in and Yes, but like the day-to-day stuff, I think for I can see myself very easily going if I have no like moral center based in you need to do this, if I have no actual like mm-hmm. higher calling of this is how you should treat people, It'd be way easy for me to just go, all right, well, I'm going to do whatever I want then. Oh, I'm going to be see. completely selfish. I'm yeah. going to do whatever I want, you know, yeah, do everything I agree with that. For, for my own glory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think when hard things happen, people, Christians will either rely on God even more or be angry at him or mm-hmm. walk, you know, there's a hundred different you know, things that happen. Yeah. Um, but going back to, what was it? Hope is where... Hope is the atmosphere faith grows in, which is basically... And you're not quite sure how that works, or you don't necessarily just agree with that. What does that mean? I don't know that... I never thought of it that way. It was mm-hmm. just a cool thing to hear. It, and I was just thinking of like what that means. And maybe we don't need to dive into it. It's just something mm-hmm. to think about, ponder, whatever. Yeah. Um, and hope isn't f- foolish. Right. I guess that's also something. I feel like sometimes you hear... Well, we can go into well, it. Before you um, move on from that, I think we language is is very easy to abuse. Mm-hmm. Be like part of my pastor was saying in church this morning to you talking about the word love, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the word that we you know in I think we were looking at First John and it uses the word love, and he was like, yeah, but in the original Greek it was agape, which is specifically selfless love, which is specifically um. Complete. There's a commitment in it. It's mm-hmm. not just affection. It's not just um, camaraderie. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so he was talking about how you know how, he said something. You know, how many of you guys love ice cream? And you know, of course, a lot of people raise their hands because mm-hmm. I don't go to church with psychopaths. <laughs> um, and you know, and he said, you know, that you have an extreme affection for ice cream. You find joy in ice cream, but you don't make commitments to ice cream. You don't make sacrifices for ice cream. Mm -hmm. I hope you don't make sacrifices for ice cream. Well, uh, (laughs) that's a long discussion. (laughs) We'll get into But, um, so I think it's the same thing with hope, right? Like, oh man, I, I hope something bad happens to that guy. Well, that's not his definition. That's, you know, that's not, um, will wish waiting in, in, in joyful anticipation for something yeah. good to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, so sorry, go, go ahead. No, go, that's okay. Go to the next thing if you want. Um, so in reference to like joy and I think hope is in the similar thing of like, um, he was talking about this a little bit in the podcast. Again, I hope I don't like misquoting or miss, this is just what I gained from it. I don't remember if he said it or not exactly. Um, joy is something Oh, no. 
train of thought is going. Okay, hold on. You got it, Liv. I'm going to start talking, and it might not be what I meant, mean to say, and I might get there eventually. Okay, well, we'll work with you. <laughs> Joy sometimes seems silly to choose in hard things because it feels this is serious. Um, you're not yeah. accepting the weight. You're You're moving on, and you're not letting it affect you. Right. You're being um, surface level, sure. You yeah. know things like that. Um, but he was just talking about how how important and how like called we are to be joyful in times right. of hardship. Um, what's what does Jesus say on the cross? Um, lots of things. Just a few things. At which point? Um, or when he was about to, he said. Well, there's that what spoons is about the for, for the joy set before him christ endured the cross yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly what he's I was not of. no one's he's not making light and of the situation joy doesn't knows. mean i guess the way that he phrased i'm trying to remember exactly what the podcast said um joy was such a thing to strive for that he went through the hardest thing of his whole life yeah. for joy yeah. for the joy of the lord right and that just hit me differently than i've ever for that was what he was attaining, and that's what we should be always uh, striving for is right. joy. I don't know. Um, I think of Leave Your Things of the song that I wrote or we wrote together um, mm -hmm. of like, Leave Your Things, Come Walk With Me, Be Glad, and how right. like simple that is in our heads, but how like much we don't do that. Right, right. <laughs> um, because, sorry. Dave's been in town the past couple of weeks, and so me and two of us have had many, many, many conversations mm -hmm. about this exact thing. About the and this is basically what our podcast was a couple of weeks ago about the distinction between faith and religion, um, and among other things. And you know, I said something about religion is an excuse for faith for a lot of Christians, and in a way, it's it's simpler to say, talk to God, trust God, listen to God, mm -hmm. right. Um, but it's so much more complex because it's dependent on relationship, mm. which is, an, and that's the thing is that I think, hmm, I'm trying to figure out which, which direction to go. Uh, oh, I have so many things I want to say. I know. It's not hard. Um, just go rapid fire. I was talking to Eamon the other day, my little brother, and he's, I mean, he's 20. He's not like a baby boy. <laughs> um, and we were just talking about things. We we're just talking about like kind of the purpose of specifically the purpose of Sunday morning gatherings. And he saw the purpose of Sunday morning gatherings as, um, I hope I'm not misquoting him, but um, something to the effect of engaging with your community, being a part of a body, uh, worshiping together, mm -hmm. and um, learning from each other. Hmm. And he said to me, you know, that doesn't have to be a guy up on stage speaking for a while. That doesn't have to be that. And we were just talking about how, you know, but for the past, how, you know, at least 50 years or something in America, that's almost entirely what it's been, has been a guy up on stage talking for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, not that what he's saying is untruthful, not that what he's saying is unimportant at all, but, um, you know, is it in Ephesians where Paul says, most of you should be teachers by now. Why are you still, basically, why are you still sitting in the congregation? You should be mm. teaching by now, you mm. know? And I think that sometimes, like, why is this, you know, this, in, in churches I've been to all my life, there are, you know, 70-year-old women who have been going there for 40 years, and I think, why are you still sitting here? 
You know, not, not like you have to be a pastor, not like you have to, but it's just kind of why, especially when I listen to some of the, when I have some of the sermons I've been to Mm -hmm. where it is very like, this is like four months into being a Christian conversations that we're having right now. And it's like, that's, that's a good, that's a good reminder. Mm. Remind yourself those things, right? The, um, sorry, so many directions. And I don't know if this really ties in. What was the original thing that we got going off of? I have no idea. Okay. Um, Joy. Joy. Choosing it, how hard it is sometimes. I don't know. I have a lot of interactions. Can I say another story from it, this yeah. podcast? Um, one story he shared, and I think it's from Nehemiah, but I haven't checked. Um, there's these people gathered. Maybe it wasn't from Nehemiah. Maybe it was just a story. You said it was from anyway. Nehemiah earlier, but yeah. Um, these people gathered of many different languages, and these priests up in the temple talking to them and reading scriptures for like five to six hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And then they would come down and translate and say, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. So everyone knows. And then mm-hmm. talk a little more and do that and do that. And, um, the people start weeping with sorrow and like, um, guilt and, and things like that. I think, I think that's mm-hmm. what they were saying. Um, I'm excited to go back and read it. See. Yeah. But, the priests say to everyone, stop crying, stop weeping, stop weeping. And um, because they said, because this day is holy. And then mm. this past, and I was like, what does that mean? Like, you don't want us to be like remorseful of what, of sure. sin. Like, that's yeah. weird. Um, but they were just saying like, this was in the Old Testament too. Right. Which I thought was cool. Um choose joy like be joyful this is the holy day like that honors god right to be of joy and i thought that was just so interesting because i think a lot of times um maybe in a previous generation maybe like in our parents generation it was like all about like feel guilt and shame for your sin and every day the way you walk and the way you talk and Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff it was all about like condemning right right yeah and these people are saying are are rightfully weeping. They're just letting their souls out, yeah, yeah. and they're being told like strictly, like do not, <laughs> right, do not yeah. weep, do not yeah. feel like bad about yourself, do not feel pity for yourself, right. And I just thought that was so interesting because it is almost easier for us to like be like, oh, I'm so lowly and pit- and I'm so you know, right, and feel right. like and tell people everywhere, oh, I'm doing, you know, it, you can feel like yeah. high and mighty for for like being has like quote not hashtag vulnerable sure, i don't know sure you know yeah. how yeah i don't know if i'm making any sense well you can wallow in your own self-pity right right, you right. Know, you can, and that's easier to do sometimes it is yeah it and but that's exactly why jesus came was to get you out of that right mm-hmm. and, and that's where it is that's another thing my pastor says a lot is you know we're, we're kind of we're constantly on one extreme of the pendulum or the other Hmm. And we can't ever find the perfect center because he kind of said the same thing. In my father's generation, it was all about, you know, it, it, it was a lot of works-based faith and it was, hmm. um, yeah, guilting you into things. It was leading with the fear of hell rather than the love of God. And then it yeah. swung and was like, well, let's embrace the love of God. Let's preach that to the Not point where it was bad. talking about as if God just wants you to be happy. It doesn't really matter. Do Nothing matters. And, yeah. and it's taking away the substance of like, what are we actually called to do and yeah. how are we called to act? Um, yeah. And yeah, we're constantly swinging from one side to the other. Um, this just put a perspective on it of like, uh, 
don't know. That I had never heard before. Mm. That yeah. Was cool. With like, with, with. That we are just, it's so adamantly like, right. be joyful. <laughs> right. And they talked a little bit more about, or this guy, pastor talked a little bit more about, um, there's a story about, um, someone was call, called to like, anyway, I'm not actually not going to go into that. To be joyful, even if you don't feel like it. Mm. A lot of times today, it's like, what do you feel? And then do that. It was like, just start being grateful. Like, just start praying, give thanks. And your mind and body will actually follow that if you say those, if you say the words. Right, right. And I just, I don't know. And that's that's very interesting. That's what kind of what, part of what the sermon was about this morning. Oh, really? About love, where it's not, it doesn't mean affection. It doesn't mean um, camaraderie. It doesn't mean alone it's, it's not conditional right i'll yeah. be friends with you if this and this and right. this right it was make that commitment to love as this is how i'm going to act towards you mm-hmm. and with that may come affection with that may come now obviously there's context where you shouldn't do that right you shouldn't marry someone purely out of i've made this commitment mm-hmm. for some you know make make that commitment to he was saying make a commitment to everyone and then from that will be different types of relationships from mm. that and and within that hopefully we'll be falling in love I, well i don't know if i believe in love oh you want that was a joke um, i almost believe in one love. more thing that he talked about was what it means to like um wait on the lord and sometimes you hear people saying like be patient and wait right to hear what God is telling you to do next. And sometimes mm. I have a hard time knowing, like, how, what does that exactly mean? Yeah. Um, but he went back um, in the Bible t- to something, one of the Psalms, and it was like, um, yeah, basically saying, wait on the Lord. And the, the actual translation of it is to lie in wait, which is another way of, like, it's in anticipation. So he yeah. used the example of, like, he goes deer hunting, Mm-hmm. He goes up, he sets up, he has to maybe wait one, two hours before he sees a deer, but he's ready. He's, he knows he's, okay, these deer come through here this right. way. Um, so now it's an anticipation. And right. I think that's what God wants us to do. He wants yeah. us to go out and start. He's like, what would you have done if the wise men had just stayed back in their little stargazing room and right. said, God will show us if, if you weren't supposed to. No, they were told right. to get out and go. They didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. oh, there's a star. Yeah. Then I'll fall, or whatever the story right. is. <laughs> I should know this by now. <laughs> I can't remember if they saw the star commonly before recurred. they... Anyway. Yes, they saw the star, and that's what led them but to... But, like, it wasn't like they, they don't know where if right. they were going to Jerusalem. They And how right. do you follow a star? It's above right. you. Yeah. Like, what the and heck? And what were you doing for the 16 hours of the day? I mean, I guess, I don't so know. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not, it's not just merely sitting back on your heels. It's, right. it's like going and... I think it's more instead of it's act, instead of the action of waiting, it's the mindset of what next, what next, right, what do you want me to right. do, God? And I think you should be saying that all the time to yourself. So, not to yourself, to oneself. You should be saying it to God, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Um. Then he went on to kind of define that patience, that anticipation. What is that? And it's um, he said it's independent. This is a quote: independent, unyielding. Defiant perseverance in the face of aggressive misfortune and thus to a kind of courageousness. Patience is intolerance of the enemy's work to kill, steal, and destroy. I really like defiant perseverance in the face of aggressive misfortune. Mm-hmm. because it, patience. 
Is that what you said? I'm trying to. That's what I wrote, but for some reason, that isn't what I think of when I would define patience. Mm. I think it makes sense, though. Yeah, it's just cool because it's not when you say stuff like that. It doesn't take away from the really hard things you might be going through. Right. Yeah. It like acknowledges it, and yet type thing, and I think that's so cool. Yeah. Well, and then going back just a minute ago to what you were saying about waiting. I mean, we brought it up a couple weeks ago. The, uh, um, what's the song called? But who? Guiding Light by Mumford and Sons. Oh. Don't just sit with folded hands and become blind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think of um, Jonah Folsom has a song called Wait and See. And the first line of the chorus is, it's a humbling thing to be up all night thinking, what if it doesn't show? Um, and he's specifically using like planting a seed as the metaphor for what yeah. you know, he plants a seed and then, you know, I will trust this, uh, I will trust this dream was the humble seed of a new thing, but for now I'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, and I guess, oh, sorry. you have Well, I just that? think that that's like, it is for in, in wait and see. It's also an active thing. I sowed and water and tilled the soil. Um, why can't growing be mine to control? And, and it's not, I planted the seed and then, you know, he's, working at it he's mm-hmm. he's thinking this is what i'm supposed to be doing but it's a humbling thing to be up all night thinking what if it doesn't show mm-hmm. um and i just really love that that i found that song like short like a couple months before we moved to nashville and i feel like mm-hmm. that was kind of the <laughs> one of my anthems for moving here where it's like well for now we'll wait and see sorry what were you gonna say um i guess it also just shows like maybe this kind of alludes or not what's the word uh Maybe it does, maybe it is harder to be a uh, Christian in some senses because these things are unnatural. Like, it should feel uncomfy. Well, here, yes. To like, to defy, or to have perseverance in the face of aggressive, that's, you should, the yes. natural human thing would be to crumble and to, with whatever hardships right. they're going through. Right. that. That's the devil, because that's yeah. what we should. He's doing it because that's he knows that that can break you. Yeah, yeah. But it's and if we were alone, that's what happens. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it just shows what God's presence does. And that's I think when you were talking, you know, I, I guess it's. I, I want to make a quick little yeah, further definition of what I was saying a minute ago. It's it is easy to be a Christian in the eyes of other Christians. You say you believe these certain things and you say these certain prayers, you know, depending on what denomination you belong to or whatever, mm-hmm. right? There are certain material procedures that you go through to get to where you are now called a Christian. Um, and those are first steps. You know, I think those are important things. I'm not trying to discount that, but I think so, again, use, they, they use religion as the excuse. They use they stop there. Hmm. They call, you know, and then I think that's the thing. I hear people, t- you know, Christianity is a destination. Marriage is a destination. Having kids is a destination as opposed to a lifelong journey. You're on this road until you die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that is, it's easy to be a Christian. It's easy to follow this template of what your elders have given you of what it means to be a Christian. But the next step, and I think the vital step, the most important step, the I think the next step and also the first step, kind of like we're saying last, last, last week, mm-hmm. faith is kind of the, should be the very beginning. It should be the very end and probably in, is included in everywhere in between. Um, 
is actually God, is God himself, is knowing that, is is participating with God in, in some way or another, right? Yeah. One of the strangest and most, like, great is feelings is when you go through something difficult and you know in a certain moment it should be, like, breaking you and it is not. Right. That is just unnatural. Right. In other words, you know, it's right. so... And it's a strange, and that's kind of think. It's it can be a strange joy in the midst of grief, right? That you, it is, whatever it is, can be you know it's challenging and should be breaking you, and it's not. And and you can, on one hand, take pride in that, and at the same time, also know it's not because of anything you did. You know. Yeah, it's not because you're not. Yeah. Yeah, not the the you're not discounting what's ha- like you're right, not right. You're not a let it. You're not just brushing off. Yeah, whatever it is. You're not becoming going bitter on. or something. It's right. an actual. It's a strength. It's a. Mhm. Mhm. Well, Some heavy words. Well. Yeah. I feel like there's something else. I think we get moments of those, and then we go back to terrible and we think oh this is hard like you right and then you do have moments of really hard time so but when you get glimpses i don't think we well the, the hope is that you will strive to be living in that all the time right but i don't i guess yeah i don't know if you do you don't live in that or you don't strive in that all the time i don't live in that all the time yeah. Yeah. like i can talk about it now because i'm feeling like i'm passionate about right. it and it's like right. yes, yes yes but there are times obviously where i do right. not feel that way mm-hmm. but you get glimpses, and I think God gives you those mm-hmm. to be like, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And then you might, right? you know, because we're human. and Yeah. So, okay. It's tough to not, hmm, when people have problems, a, a common Christian response can be, you know, I'll be praying for that. Or, you know, have you, have you tried praying for that or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. there, there's certain really easy things to say that make the person you're telling me about this hard thing that you're going through and a really thing for me so that I don't feel uncomfortable anymore is to give you one of these phrases, right? Um, She's actually kind of hurtful sometimes. Right, and it's like, it's not untrue, right? No, and Praying, it's not like that shouldn't hurt my feelings. Right, but at the same, yeah, it is, it, it can be hurtful because it is kind of... Um, it seems lighthearted. It yeah. It seems like it's not, it, which is why I really liked that definition. Mm-hmm. And he's not just saying, "Patient, be patient." Right, which be means which a lot of people mean. Be patient like, boils down to be a spineless pushover who doesn't have a stake in anything. Exactly, and or always feel, let, yeah, always roll over, as opposed to be be waiting. Which is an action. Right, defiant perseverance is right. an action that mm-hmm. you consciously have to say, "This is what I'm choosing." Right, right. It's kind yeah. of life give to, we are creatures that are made to mm-hmm. to grab hold of something and right, fight right. and be ambitious. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm getting passionate about this. Good. Oh. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and I think that is I just think it is not talked about really no, like that. No. Patience is talked about as uh, as when when you're 6 years old and your brother took, takes your toy and you shouldn't start you, you know, I learned that I, I, if he even takes my toy, I can't just start hitting him. You know, we got at a certain point, we got to move past that. Mm. Um, at a certain point. <laughs> For me, it was about 19. <laughs> yeah. no. um, 
but, and that's what patience was, was, I'm not saying my parents were indoctrinating me and making me be a spineless pushover, no. but I do think that is what the, the common Christian American church of America, of, um, I get you. You get what I'm trying to say. I think that's what it it's boils down to a lot. To it is it's passive. Like yes. Ignoring. It means stepping out of it. It means walking away. I don't think we're meant away. to ignore right. as much. Right. Sometimes, but not, not in life things. Right. Can't, you can't just be like, hard things happen, ignore it. Right. <laughs> no, you have to either, you either give in or you, def- or you have to act- actively fight against. Right. There's not, that's the two options. Right. So. And Liv and I don't have like uh, extensive biblical backing for most of this. It, it, we're mostly speaking from experience because we're a couple of kids who think we know better. Um, but and these are thoughts. I mean, yeah. again, I, I might listen back to this and be like, oh shoot, I wish I said that differently. But I think well, that's we'll, kind of the, it's a conversation. Right. So right. obviously you all are hearing it published out there and it's. Right. But so it's, it's not a, a complete thought. It's not a complete conversation in a way. Right. Yeah. That's why we don't write out what we're talking about. Every little thing in no. like a well thought out thoughts because we feel like that. We had like two bullet too points much for this podcast. One of them was Ray's album or yeah, Ash's album, Ray. And the other one was what Liv's thoughts on that podcast that she listened to. Oh, cool. What a fun little. Yeah. Well, these are exactly the kinds of conversations we'd love to hear feedback on. So you can yeah. uh, go to our social media and instant messages there, or you can go to our website, um, go to the Between Takes page, opalentertainmentmusic.com slash between takes, and send us a little email there, or go to info at opalentertainmentmusic.com. Or give um, us a call. Or you can give us a call. If you yes. Have, if you're lucky enough to know us. Yes. Just kidding. Should we just put our phone number out to the world so that <laughs> everyone we can, can call Some us? people make phone, like bands make a phone number. Where you I don't know how that works. We should look into that and see like how that. I think you just get a phone and. Oh. But. Okay. It's not linked to any of your own personal stuff. Bless you. No. <laughs> it went away. <laughs> Thank you for the question mark though. All right, love you have anything else you want to add to that discussion? I do not. All right. Well, um, I hope you guys listeners out there in the world have an opportunity this next week um and every day going forward to um participate with your community and engage in joy and patience but not patience meaning uh passively waiting patience meaning what is it defiant perseverance yep and anticipation being defiant perseverance y'all and uh we i always get really like Oh, I wind down the discussion. And tune in next week, and I go into that for the very last bit of it. So then when I edit in the music, it's like, I'm getting quiet, quiet, quiet. Brand new episode of... (laughs) And so, let me try this again. Liv, uh, give me something else to say to the folks. Or you just say something to the folks at home. Bye! Okay, that was done. (laughs) We'll see you next week for brand new episode of... podcast episode we've ever done i don't think so it was it legitimately was